This is the Tribe of Millionaires podcast from GoBundance. The tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people who choose to live epic lives. Listen Tuesdays for featured guests and Fridays for GoBundance member spotlights. But listen always to hear how our guests have grabbed life big. Now, here's your host, Jamie Gruber. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. We've got a GoBundance brother, father, husband, investor. He's got a great story, too. We were talking about leaving his W-2. We got some other nuggets we're going to drop in here. Great to see you, Mehdi Kachani. How's it going, brother? Very good. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. This is exciting. I can't wait to get, dig in. There's a lot of layers to your story as I was researching you and as we were just talking before we, we started recording, but let's go with the beginning. So give us kind of the backstory, where you're from. Give us all of that up through now. All right. So uh, I, I was born and raised in Morocco, moved to Montreal when I was uh, 18 years old. That's where I did my schooling. So I, I, I did my uh, bachelor's and master's in engineering when I was in Montreal. Eventually, I went to present my thesis in, in China, and uh, this scientist came to me uh, with his business card, and they decided to hire me. So I was freezing my, my butt in, uh, in Canada, <laughs> and I took the opportunity to go work for a DORPA project uh, out of uh, Los Angeles. So I was there for three years, and then uh, I went to UPenn for my MBA, and then I, I got hired by this company, uh, Medtronic. It's one of the larger medical device companies. And uh, I took different roles with them, marketing, sales, business development. And I worked for the company for about 11 years. And then okay. eventually I joined a startup. Uh, that was uh, another W-2. And most recently I, I left my W-2 to go full-time in my uh, real estate uh, business. Wow. So, what was the startup? What was the space they were in? So this, they, they were in uh, COVID-19 testing. Oh. But the beautiful thing about it is that they integrated technology, uh, an app with the, the testing. So they were able to create some sort of feedback loop where people, employees would get tested and then the, the data would get uploaded to an app. And then the employer would have a dashboard with uh, how people are testing, whether they're positive or negative and the trends, and they could potentially predict a, a, a breakout in the COVID pandemic. You know what I love about that? And and there's a guy in, in GoBundance who owns a transportation company and he ended up pivoting a, a lot of his vehicles. I mean, he has a large transportation company to be mobile COVID testing units, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's, you know, there's two, there's two ways people look at that. There's the vilification route, like, oh, you're profiting from a crisis. But what I see is that's the true heart of entrepreneurship, right? Like even with Ukraine, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk just dumped a whole bunch of uh, uh, um, uh, like satellite internet mm -hmm. setups in Ukraine, right? So these people, whoever the startup was or the guy in GoBundance who's using like they see an opportunity to add value and yeah. and monetize that, right? And and make, But it adds value. First and foremost, it adds value. It's something that is necessary and needed and helpful, you know, while it's everybody really else sits on their hands, yeah, right? Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. So you you bumped around. So now, how did you end up in Miami, where you are now? So that's a very good question. When I was in Medtronic, there was uh, this leadership, uh, global leadership program that I applied for. And uh, essentially, I wanted to move to Switzerland, be close to my parents, who uh, still live in Morocco, actually. 
and I got declined. They told me, you're, you're as international as it gets. You're not going to benefit from the program. We're going to give you your, your plan B. And they sent me to Miami. And uh, what I like to say is uh, by moving here, essentially, I met the city of my life. And then I, I met the woman of my life, which is uh, my current wife. So, you know, sometimes things happen to you and you think, you think it's the worst thing that could happen and, and things end up working out. And I know I'm never going to leave Miami. It's, the, it's, a, it's a city that, that I enjoy very much. Yeah, you kind of surrender to whatever the circumstances. It pay, you know, life happens for you, right? That whole thing. What was China? How, like, so what I heard was Morocco to Montreal. You become an engineer. You go to for engineering, and then you're giving a thesis in China. How did you? Yeah. Where, how, so my yeah, happen? no, I I, I I tried to summarize. It. A lot has happened actually during that transition. But essentially, my master's was a master's in engineering, and I did research during my second year. So I wrote the thesis and I was invited to an IEEE conference to present my research. Wow. And so I, I presented it uh, in China, Shanghai, and one of the participants uh, liked my presentation. He came to me, he gave me a business card, told yeah. me, hey, would, would you like to come work for us? As soon as I got back to uh, Montreal, I wrote him. And the guy actually told me, no, sorry, the position that we, we had open is actually already filled out. And, and so I, I, and this is why I think persistence is so important. I wrote him, no, tell me whatever you have available and I'm, I'm confident I, I may be in a position to, 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 to help you. So they told me they have a software development position and they ended up sending me a program, something to program to test my, 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 my skills. And I locked myself in for 10 days in a, in a, in a lab and I programmed what they wanted me to program. So I sent them the, uh, an email Friday, uh, night, I think the next day in the morning, they, they replied and it started with uh, we're impressed. We're going to hire you. And that's how I moved to LA, but that's how the transition. So I, I went to present at a conference. I met yep. the guy, the guy sent me something to program for him. They liked it. And eventually they hired me to work in, in LA. We were saying it was that cold in Montreal. We were like, no, 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 no. You're hiring me oh. and you're moving me to Los Angeles. You know, when I when I moved <laughs> to Montreal, I was like, what? No, it's fine. It's beautiful. Who cares? I'll adjust. I'll adapt. But it's it's one thing to, to be like snowboarding, skiing in sure. resorts or to be there even for a year or two. But I've been there for nine years. And after nine years, after a few years, you start feeling the the winter becoming heavier and heavier. So I, Man, was, I, was I felt them for 43. I've lived in New York, Boston, and Michigan. So I, I've not been smart enough yet to move somewhere warm. But we are uh, talking, we did a month in the Dominican, and that's leading to us. Uh, I think we're committed to moving there for at least a year uh, sometime this summer in 2022. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we're going to get our first time. Well, my wife grew up in the Dominican. So she, she knows warm weather, but mm -hmm. it'll be nice to get somewhere where there's sun and warmth all year round. So I'm looking forward to that. Not too far from Miami. So quick, yeah. quick day trip. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So you're in Miami. You meet your wife. How does that happen? How did you meet your wife? That's a very good question. And by the way, Jamie, I'm, I'm such a good, big fan of, of your podcast. I listen to it. Uh, Man, regularly and i love your questions they're always so engaging and, and you can tell even the guests uh, uh, love talking to you so um, Thank you. how did i meet, meet my wife i i love uh, cooking and hosting dinners 
So when I just arrived to Miami, and I did the same thing when I when I uh, first landed in, in in Los Angeles, I started organizing dinners on a regular basis and hosting people, telling them, you know what, bring your friends. Uh, and one day, my wife was one of the guests, and uh, I had a group of people, and I cooked, and we stayed in touch. But it was only two years later that we we went on our first date. And uh, we haven't, we've been together since then. So it was in 2015. Wow, that's amazing. You know what? I, I, I heard this saying, I'm writing it down before I forget. And it was <laughs> something like the more hands you shake, the more money you make, right? Interesting, and yeah. what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing of your whole story so far, kind of the brand of you is, I love doing X, so I'm going to go take the opportunity to do it. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I want to get into engineering, so I'm going to present a thesis in China. That leads to the guy you meet uh, who's in L.A. You know, he tells you no initially. You stay persistent. You end up in L.A. You know, that eventually leads you to Miami, the city of your, what do you call it? The city of your dreams or uh, uh, your, whatever you call it. I forget the phrase you use. But um, but then, then yeah, your wife is, I love cooking, so I'm going to organize these. You know, like this, you're like the ultimate networker. Like you've networked your way into every every amazing thing in your life, it seems. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. You leverage your strengths. You know what they say? You don't want to work on, on on building your weaknesses. You'd rather leverage what you're good at. And also, I, I do believe that you create your own luck. You create an environment where you, your chances of getting lucky are higher. So I, that was not my, my purpose, by the way. I didn't organize dinners to meet my future partner. I was I just love people in general and and uh, I was new to the city, so it was a good opportunity for me to. But isn't that the case? Like when you know you hear when we had Brandon Turner on or whomever, anybody that's that's achieving things at, at levels that we all look at and say, "Wow, it's amazing." What they all talk about is, I just kind of follow the process, and the results come. Like I don't set, like you said, I don't set out to. I'm going to host these dinners, dinners, and then I can meet my my future wife in this, yeah. or I'm, that's my plan. Like I'm going to meet my future wife. It's like I want to host these dinners because I enjoy step one, step two, and step three. And then I get fulfillment out of like executing this, this event, if you will. And people go away with smiles on it. This feels good, but that stuff leads to the results. And I, I, I think that's, that's a really, really great lesson that you're, yeah. that you're teaching here, which is incredible. I, yeah. I love that analogy that Brendan made on your show, referring, I think, to the Will Smith book, building yeah. one brick at a time. Yeah. As long as you do the right thing in the short term, eventually things will work out for the long term. Hundred percent. So let's talk about bricks for a second, because real estate comes into the fold somewhere. So you're in Miami, you're in LA. Where is real estate? Well, where is it entering the picture? And then kind of take us through the journey on that for you. Like, was it something you thought about, like even as far back as Montreal? And yeah, yeah. but or did you catch a bug somewhere along these travels yeah. of yours? So actually, I wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was a kid. So I used to, as a five, seven-year-old, I, I used to gather tools and try to fix things in the house and charge for it. So that was my first thought about real estate and, and, and maintenance to some degree. So uh, I, I, and I always thought about real estate as a way to work independently, work for myself. And uh, I, I played a little bit with real estate when I was in Montreal, so remodeled a few condos, but it was, uh, yeah, just occasional. I didn't stick to it because the way I was raised is you need to have a career and become an engineer and all of that. So uh, my I had a corporate career for the longest time. 
but I always thought about real estate as a way out of the corporate career. So what we've done is uh, think as uh, we got together with my wife, we uh, started a property management company in 2015-16. And that property management company is essentially has uh, allowed uh, my wife to leave her W-2. So, and then after that, we uh, naturally started also investing. So we bought a duplex and a fiveplex. And then we bought, I had a few condos by then. And then we bought a 15-unit building and now a 27-unit building. But it, it, it happened progressively from 2015, 2016 till now. Amazing. The property management company is still in place. Do you third party? Is that what you do? Or are you only managing no. your own stuff at this point? No. And, and yeah, we we manage third party properties, but also our own properties. How big a portfolio of third party do you have? Right now, we must be north of uh, 600 units. Wow. Okay. And what is that? Are there single, do you do like single family duplexes, kind of your mix of properties or do you oh, do only? Mostly multifamily. Multi- multifamily. Multifamily and some HOAs as well. And what is it's the, very local. It's all in Miami-Dade, Broward. What's the team? Like, so is your wife at the, What does that look like, the structure? So if you're managing 600 units third party, what does that structure look like within the company? So we are uh, 16 people right now. Okay. That the, the company has expanded its services. So in, we, we started as property management, but now we work with investors. We help them acquire properties. We have also brokerage in-house and a general contracting business. And so the 16 people cover more or less the the four businesses. But uh, actually on the property management side, uh, 50% of my employees are working remotely because a lot of these tasks that you do to manage a property can be done uh, uh, remotely through management, property management software. Yeah. Are these like virtual assistants? Is that where you're like Philippines, India, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm actually, I, I went south. So most of my employees are in Colombia. I have one in Argentina, but mostly in Colombia. And I hear Mexico is also a very good market for hiring. But yeah, yeah. especially if you're in, in Miami, uh, Spanish is almost like a requirement. So it was convenient. I tell you a quick story. I went to Miami years ago. Um, this is when I had my day job. And I want to talk about that as well, like you leaving your day job. Um, and I'd been to Miami before. I forget where I was. I forgot my belt when I was traveling. I forgot to bring a belt. And, you know, I was like, ah, I've got to get a belt. So I went to a Walmart and I found a belt, went to the register. And the lady checking me out didn't speak a lick of English, not one word of English. And when I was trying to like explain and I turned to somebody else to ask them, to help, they, they didn't speak English. It was amazing to see, like you know, they say Miami is just like you know, it, it's such a, a it's such a huge Spanish population. It's like another world almost, or another country almost in that regard. And it was like, wow, okay. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't like a, it was a, you know, people were helpful. It was, she was trying to be helpful. I, you know, I wasn't like out of place, but it was funny to be like, wow, like you know, you can exist there. But my wife, where she grew up in the town north of Boston, like you could exist there without speaking English. You know, it, there's a whole, it's just, you know, it's pretty interesting. But anyway, yeah. I digress. So you got this, this vertically integrated real estate company. You mm-hmm. start investing. What is, what's the, what's the vision? What's the future? What is the, are you looking to expand both? Are you looking to expand on the investment side and have your management company and your, your vertically integrated company manage all of that, get out of third party? What do you see? What's a year, two, five years from now? De- definitely. I mean, our, primary focus is the investment portion. Uh, 
and we're going to be out. We've done, we've bought out for ourselves. We helped other people acquire, we've done JVs, but uh, the next step, because our capital obviously is limited, is to do syndications. Hmm. So um, that what we envision is in the next two years to acquire a thousand units and then from and leverage the other businesses to support the, the investment. Got it. Yeah. When did you officially leave the W-2 job? In uh, December, January. Of 2021, 2022? Yes. So, so it's, it's recent. really recent. As of we were recording this in, in early March. So this is within a couple of months that you that you left the job. Walk me through that. What was the preparation? Let's start with that. When did the preparation start for you to leave your W-2? It's nerve-wracking, by the way. It's not... I'm, I'm still uh, trying to adjust to this new reality and uh, it's it's hard to you know not have that paycheck come in so the the way i prepared to for this is just thinking very clearly about my expenses and the the income that's coming in but i i have to admit that to some degree i i did have to burn the bridges you know even though i i i covered my expenses i optimistically covered my expenses so i'm in a situation where i i do have to grow the businesses, continue to grow the businesses uh, substantially to, to make things uh, work. But it's an identity that you build. You know, uh, working for someone is, is good. It serves a purpose. <clears throat> but I wish for, and I, maybe it's not for everybody, but I wish for everyone that they would explore that avenue. It's just, it takes many years of planning. Honestly, I can tell you, I've been planning this since 2013 when I acquired my first property in the U.S. And my mindset was, okay. And my father actually uh, may help me think about this. You, he, his idea is, and it's pretty much what we do at GoBundance, is make sure that without working, you're able to cover expenses. And I think by December, I had uh, essentially reached uh, financial freedom we can leave off the rentals alone without the, the businesses. But uh, still, I mean, you have to think about health insurance and a lot of other things that normally you wouldn't be thinking about if, if you're employed. Yeah. Uh, so when you say cover your expenses, and this is interesting because I'm, I'm coming up on a one-year anniversary of me leaving my job, right? Um, and I, I when you said, yeah, it's, it's still a little different. I remember, I still feel that way, but like every month that goes by, it's like a new normal more and more each month for me at least. But in that two, three month range, it was like, I'm really doing this. I guess I'm actually doing it. You know? <laughs> but when you say cover expenses, like for me, I looked at like, if I had to survive, mm-hmm. I can cover my expenses <laughs> with my cash flow, right? Like if I needed to dial it all the way down, like, Hey kids, put the heat on 62. Like, you know, like if I had to survive a little bit of a leap of faith, but what do you call expenses? What are you covering? Are you covering Basics. face expenses Basics. or Basics. Right? But the, the problem is in Miami, cost of living is so high. Yeah. And I have two kids that are going to school and uh, the mortgage for my house. So it's really the bare minimum without traveling, without doing anything uh, outside of the normal. So that's what I mean by covering expenses. I think maybe uh, there are expenses that happen that if I were to cons- to be conservative in, in assessing what's my true expense, I think I would be higher than what I think uh, I'm spending every month. That's that's what I'm referring to. But- when you look at that number, it would never let you leave, right? If you really, if you really yeah. got, like if people write the big number down, plus I want to go here, plus I want to do that. And that's cool. I mean, some people, I, I just didn't, 
the point at which my pain level was uh, was reached as far as I, I just can't. I can't bring myself to do this job anymore. It's a great job, great company, nothing against it, but I was just too far gone from it. Like I, I hadn't financially gotten myself along the path where it was like, I was like, you know, set, like some guys are 30, 40,000 a month in passive income. Like I'm building that still, but man, to your point, it just took that shift in mindset for me to say, you know what? I can cover, I can cover this. I'm not going to look at this stuff right now. Like that's, that's yeah, probably going to pop up, but I'll deal with <laughs> I'll deal with that. I'll figure yeah, that out. I know see, I can do it. Right? I'll but you figure do, that out. It's little faith, little faith in yourself, right? And, and that's what. Faith. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's some something that I want to point out is it's so important to do something that you're passionate about, like, that you feel yeah. good about. Because eventually, if as long as you're doing that, I think things uh, work out to you eventually. But I was at a point where going to work didn't feel right, mm. and I decided, you know what, let's let's start planning the the transition. Yeah, 100%. I love your point about planning in advance, like planning. I don't know when I yeah bought my first rental property that I had like, okay, cool. Now my map is I will be able to quit my job on this day. But it, but it was like the dream was alive. Like mm-hmm. I can leave my job one day. I just did the first thing. So that's the plan, the beginning of the plan. And then it builds from there. Um, what's your fear right now? Or what was your fear when you left your job? Is it the same fear? Covering, I mean, the fear, I mean, it's still the same. I, I, I until I, I'm six months in or a year in, and I know that things are stable, then I'm I'm feel, I feel okay. But I have employees that I need to uh, that I'm responsible for in some to some degree. I have my family, so I think based on the projections, we're going to be okay. But there's a lot of, of uncertainty even in the current economy. So mm-hmm. as as long as things stay the way they are. And there's uh, no wrench thrown at us. I think we should be okay. But my fear is really, number one, provide for my family. But I can tell you, this is the happiest I've ever been because I own my time and I see my kids throughout the day. I can, if I decide to go pick them up at school, I, I can do that. And I don't have to, I'm not accountable to anyone. And then, yeah, I, I'll work. Uh, I'll catch up in the evening, but that's my freedom and my decision to make. Yeah, I, I'm with you. We've we've traveled almost 90, well, 76 days the last year, which was part of my plan. I want to hit 90. We did 76, not bad as a family. Um, but the my fear is having to get a job. That's what it boils down to. And I think behind that fear of having to get a oh job is judgment. Judgment that, hey, you said you quit. You you went out on your own. And people that people that might be, I don't want to say rooting against, maybe, maybe not rooting against, like I don't like that guy rooting against, but like man, if he pulls this off, then I feel like an idiot because why am I doing this job thing? Like if I fail and have to get a job, it's going to relieve a lot of people. And that judgment, that fear that, oh, see, we knew it. We knew we were doing the right thing and you were doing the crazy thing. Honestly, that's probably what's the real fear I have right now. You know, that's what I've developed. But it's true. I mean, I I know I'm not capable of going back to working for someone. (laughs) So it's either I figure it out or I figure it out. But it's true. Like I, I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even think about it, but there, there is that possibility. And my my wife touched on it. She said, okay, if things don't go so well. I can always go get a W2 job, but uh, fingers crossed. Know. That hurts, right? It doesn't, like, as you said, I saw your face, same thing. It's like, oh, it, like I can always go do that if I needed to. And it's nothing against jobs or having, I mean, you know, I want to hire people. I want people to work with me and for me, right? But, um, but there's just something to it. But, you know, while it's also, while it's a fear, it also is um, uh, the analysis I think you need to look at and say, well, wait a minute, that's the worst case, right? So 
you know, God forbid the economy turns or something happens or, you know, all your real estate blows up and you're like, I got to get a job, right? You're at least employable to a certain degree. You probably made a nice, healthy six-figure income as an engineer. You've got that skill set. There's a demand for engineers. And if there's not, there's a demand for managers at Lowe's, right? Like you can go make money. It may not be what you want to do, but the worst is really that. So then when you kind of go, okay, let me just let that go. Let me not keep my my mind there because it just dra- it just drags on you. It's like fatigue, right? So if you get out of that and you look forward like you are, you're saying, well, the upside, I can, I can make this anything. I can make this as big as I want. It's exponential. And that's where you are right now. So three months in, two, three months in, what is your day like compared to what you maybe thought it would be like? You mentioned about the kids and everything. I don't mean that, but like from a work perspective, is it like, oh, I'd have all this free time and I do, or is your calendar filling up somehow and you're not sure how that's happening? <laughs> no, I, I, I get busy. I think our nature is such that we always, it's very hard for me to, to stay still. Yeah. And uh, that's something I need to work on. But I'm always, always working on something. I, I do that 12-week year uh, plan. So I have goals for every three months that I work towards. Everything is, I, I've always, anytime I got a job I or made a decision, I knew two steps. I, I knew what I wanted, where I wanted to be two steps ahead. So uh, two steps later. So um, my day is actually pretty good right now. Uh, I, I dropped my kids to school. Um, we we designed uh, our job or our work around the way we want to live. Mm. So we actually skateboard. I, I mean, with my wife, she's biking. We either bike or uh, I'm on a skateboard and she's biking to, to the office. We bought an office seven minutes from our house. Our house is seven minutes from the beach. Uh, the quality of life here is is unbeatable. So, And that's why I tell my wife, as long as we can preserve this, I'm happy. And I don't need anything more than what I have right now. Right now, all I want to do is I want my work to be stuff that I enjoy and I'm passionate about. And our rents more or less cover uh, our our expenses. So we have the freedom to choose where we're going to dedicate, allocate our time. But love I love people. I mentioned this earlier. So I'm meeting people, networking with brokers for the investments. I'm, I'm structuring the, the GC business, uh, creating processes for the property management activities. So Things are going well. We're growing very fast. So I, I, I can't complain, but our days are, are packed every day. And on the weekend, is, and this is the beautiful thing. I, I feel like I'm advertising Miami, but the beautiful thing about living here is... <laughs> advertiser, man. Every, brag. Brag about my yeah. snow-filled yard right now. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm listening. I know you're going to cut it short now. This interview. <laughs> no, 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 go, please. Every weekend feels like a mini vacation because... Yeah. You unplug from work and you don't need to drive or travel or anywhere. You're here and you see the, the beautiful weather, the, the the trees and parrots and stuff. Have you felt the uh, Sunday difference after the job versus when you had the job? Do you, you notice very, Sundays feel uh, different? The Very good question because I know before I, I got anxious, especially with the last job. I got really anxious and because... Uh, it was not necessarily the right environment. With Medtronic, it was definitely a different experience. But right now, I'm not actually, I get excited. 
uh, on Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to start the week and I, I wake up every day at five in the morning, and the day kicks in and I, I do things that I enjoy doing. But the idea of building something, uh, building a business, growing a business is, 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 is phenomenal. I wish it for everyone. I but I, no, no more anxiety on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same thing. I, I like you, but uh, the job you had before Medtronics, I think you said my job with, uh, with, uh, progressive is who I worked with progressive insurance. I, I, I didn't mind Monday. Like I didn't, I, I liked the people I worked with. It was good. It just wasn't like for me anymore that, that what I wanted to do, but still like I, there was a level of anxiety or just sort of like a, like a, a, a time, like Sunday morning felt like it was a countdown every day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it kind of still does, but it's a different kind of countdown. It's a, it's a countdown to, Okay, let me go do this before. And now it's more of a countdown to like, oh, come on. I, you know, I got this happening this week. Like I'm talking to you Thursday. I know who my podcasts are. I record every Thursday. I know what's going on Monday. I've got this happening with, you know, I got to fly to Denver this way, whatever it is, right? Like all these things are so exciting now to me. I like what I do. I love what I do every day. It's just a different feel. Where has GoBundance played a role, if at all, in this, in you exiting your W-2? Like, how long have you been in GoBundance? Let's start with that. And then has it been at all a player or what have you taken away from it that might have helped with this, if anything? Yeah. So since uh, since I left, actually, uh, I had, when I was making decision on that, the last job, the startup was, was not a good fit. And as I was trying to make the decision, which was a big decision, I, I was making very good income. And uh, I... I, I want. I also uh, heard about uh, GoBundance. I was very interested in it. But what I told myself is, I would only join GoBundance if I left my job, because I believe GoBundance is probably the best place to reinvent yourself or to grow whatever you have, because it's a, it's a catalyzer. The, the the quality of the people in the group is 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 is, is amazing. And I also joined the the champions uh, group, so I wanted to be surrounded by people that are way ahead of me and and people I can get inspired from. So uh, I left my job and I said, okay, we're joining GoBundance, and hopefully I can uh, uh, figure uh, how I can uh, transition to uh, working full time for myself. You got a great group in Miami too, man. There's some, I think of Bernard and Carlos yeah. and uh, uh, Benoit. There's just some really amazing folks down there. Cody, What's his name? Cody. Who is it? I'm sorry. Cody. Oh, Littlewood. Yeah. Have you met Claude Condo? Yeah, I met Claude. Claude's yeah. amazing, man. He's been around for a while. Another champion. There's a big champion delegation down there, actually, now that I think about it. So, yeah, it's a good great spot to be in. Good spot to be in. When we have our Ascend event in late April, it's the week before the Miami event. And that Saturday night, I want to get a bunch of you guys out for like a mixer, so you can meet the Ascend folks. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite you, and then hope I can see you there as well as at the, I'll be at the Miami event as well. I got two weekends coming up in Miami in, in yeah. April, so I'll be there for sure. I, I actually, Chris Ryan organized a, a mini mastermind last week. Yeah, so doing that, but yeah, every opportunity to to network and help other grow bros, uh, I'll be there. I love it. You know, when I joined, I joined uh, uh, three years ago and it was, it was, you know, two years before I ended up leaving my W2. I think in my mind, it was like, yeah, maybe this is a place where I can learn how to do that. But, you know, five, 10 years you know, in my head. And then two years later, here I am. And what was interesting for me, I think there's a good discussion about like, you know, the entry point. For me, what, what was amazing is because I was in this group and my first year, I felt my way around, like, well, what is this? What do I do? What's the best way to approach it? And then it kind of started really becoming part of the community, right? The, 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 the neighborhood that is GoBundance, if you will. When I left 
my biggest opportunity when I left my job, not go business, but I left my job, the biggest opportunity for me was the incoming, right? Like, hey, you're leaving your job? Dude, we know each other. I want to do this with you. I want to do this with you. How about you come and partner with me on this? Or part was like, whoa, guy, like interesting. Yeah. Time out, man. Like, so that that <laughs> equity, that community equity that I built over two years, three years before, well, two years before I left my job, um, I found it wasn't intentional, but I found it paid me back. And that's where I am today, man. I've got emerge and ascend as yeah. a result of having equity in the community. I have uh, my partnership with Mark Hentiman and the, and the quantum group on the general partnership side, you know, because I met him in GoBundance and got to know him. And, and here I am. And when I left, he's like, well, if you're leaving, I could use a marketing and investor relations presence on my general partnership team. I'm like, yeah, man, all day. Let's go. Like, that's what I love doing. I'd rather not buy the stuff here and do that, you know, and, and partner up with a guy who's finding deals. So yeah, that was my revelation was, man, I, I got, I, it wasn't again, it wasn't like I'm going to join here because it will do yeah. this, but like you with your, your wife, you didn't do the dinners to meet your wife. I didn't join GoBundance for them to partner with me so that I have opportunity when I leave my job, but it's what happened. So anyway, you were going to say something? No, no. Uh, I, yeah, you, you built essentially your brand over that two-year period. And then when when you decided to leave, it was prime for opportunities. And then obviously, the other thing that I think is interesting is there are so many opportunities in the GoBundance environment that you want to... I suffer personally from the shiny object syndrome. You know? <laughs> Who doesn't? Who so doesn't? As long as yeah, you stay focused and you pick uh, where you want to put your hearts into, it's, it, it's, it's, you're going to move forward. Yep. 100%. Man, I love it. That's great. I want to I wanna honor your time. Let's take a quick run through some of the one sheet stuff. So you talked about your horizontal income streams. Um, how many lines total do you have right now? How many total lines of horizontal income do you have right now? 12. 12, 12. total. And if you do you mind sharing what your horizontal income is on a yearly basis or a monthly basis, whatever that Dental, might be? It's, uh, it's actually, let me pull out the one sheet. <laughs> horizontal income, uh, 342,000. That's the horizontal income that you make annually? Yes. Got it. All right. Makes sense. So that what do you consider yourself a 100 percenter then, or do you do you have that number a little? Like, are you close to it? Yeah, I'm. I'm fairly. Yeah, I'm 100 percenter. Uh, yeah, my horizontal income standards makes yeah. sense. Okay, um, and what and is all of your net worth essentially in real estate, or do you have any other any other uh, assets that you own? So it's primarily the way I calculate the the net worth is the the difference between. Uh, my assets and uh, the liabilities that I have. And it's all calculated based on uh, real estate properties that I own. Got it. So I, what Got I it. haven't accounted for and I need to do more, uh, I mean, work on that exercise is the valuation of uh, the businesses. So it's sure. just based on, on the real estate I own. You're doing and any I like crypto? To be more conservative and then if it's, there's some extra weight. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you have any, any crypto, anything like that or no? Not yet. <laughs> Um, uh, not yet. I know it's extremely volatile. Uh, I want to go into it. I mean, when you're in GoBundance, uh, there are a lot of people Shiny. that are uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, very much in favor of investing. I, I, as long as it's a long-term play and as long as you're not trying to uh, time the market, yeah, going to be fine. But um, it's just, I don't, whatever I put into crypto, I want it to be... Uh, uh, money that I I don't care losing if things were to go south. So uh, yeah. I'm for now I'm 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 not I haven't allocated uh, yeah my money into crypto. I uh, I <laughs> I caught the bug uh, uh, late 
So in other words, I bought toward the top and now <laughs> I get to your point. Like, it's not something I'm like, oh yeah, I want to trade. Like it's a long-term thing. I see crypto going into the six figures over the next couple of decades. So I think it's a good investment uh, as long as, like you said, it's money I can lose. And I don't want to lose any of it, but I think I'm down like 40 grand or something, <laughs> something like that with my, with my crypto investment. So Worth as long as you don't exit, you're okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But I had the the inkling to buy like $20,000 prior to when I bought, but I bought when I bought. So it's a lesson in... Uh, in Anytime I bought crypto, it went down. Every time, right? I said the same. I bought Ethereum, it went down. It went back up and I'm actually positive on Ethereum. But I bought Bitcoin and it was like, bye, straight down. <laughs> Whatever. Um, how about on the, on the health side, where, where is your weight and body fat percentage? So weights, uh, 187, uh, actually I don't have the number on, on the body fat, but health wise, I'm working out regularly, but I, mm-hmm. I need to get better with the, do better job on my diet. So workouts, I, I don't, I'm working out about five times a day and I start my day with, uh, with a run or, uh, swimming the, the, what I need to work on is the, the diet. So I eat the most uh, after 8 p.m. Oh. And, and that's because my willpower in the morning, I mean, throughout the day, I can, I'm super disciplined. Yeah. Then I'm I'm crushed by 8 p.m. And my willpower goes down and I, I'm eating. And it's crazy because every night is the same thing. And I, I still haven't cracked the code, but uh, I'm with you, man. I'm good at not eating late, but man, you put a you put a crumb of a cookie in front of me, and I'm I'm a, I'm a sleeve in before you know it, man. And I have a major sweet tooth, so I'm working on that myself. Um, we talked about your wife. You have uh, one son, I believe. Yeah, uh, two sons. Uh, two sons. Yeah. Well, how old? Uh, Fifteen months. The the youngest, and then uh, the oldest is uh, four years old. Wow. 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 Cool. So you're, you're, you're right. Probably past the sleepless phase for the second one at this point or still. Yeah. Yeah. He's sleeping throughout the night. So <laughs> we're very, very grateful for that. That helps. The, the first year is extremely tough, but the, I mean, especially for my wife, but we, yeah. we, we went over that. So. Yeah. But you, um, you envision more or are you, you good with two? <laughs> Last time. <laughs> This is done. No more. No more. If you didn't see that, if you're if you're listening and not watching, he did like the the slash throat sign, almost like that's it. I did the same thing. Yeah, we scheduled no more, no more. we scheduled the vasectomy like the day after he was born for six months out. Like we we were like, uh, that is it. We're done do after two. I need to do that because yeah, I, I don't yeah, I don't want a have bad that. weekend. It's just a bad weekend. It's not even that bad of a weekend. It's like a, you know, just put a pillow on your lap at your kids' ages. Cause my kids, of course, that weekend just wanted to run from one end of the living room to the other to like jump on me right after I had this vasectomy. So my advice is pillow on the lap, but just chill for a weekend. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. How about life happiness? What's your life happiness index right now? It's a uh, seven. So What's, uh, what are you working on? So definitely the diet is a big one. Um, the areas that I need to uh, improve, giving back. We need to do more, honestly, and I want to involve uh, my family more. We do some, but it's not enough. And especially when you're in GoBundance, you see what others are doing, and it's inspiring. It's it's phenomenal. So uh, definitely, that's also I put a five there. Is this time or money that you're talking about, or both? Both. Uh, so that you want to. I mean, that you're saying uh, we need to do more. Do you want to do more time, more money, or do you want to do more both? time and, and 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 money? I mean, I I. I'm, I'm, I want to give money, but 
I think it's a better experience, especially if I want to involve my kids and my wife to, to also give time. Uh, we do things. We, we, we feed the poor and stuff, but, and we do it as a family, which, which I love, but we don't, I don't think we do enough. And so that's, that's something I need to work on. I get it, man. I get it. I think we all feel like we can do more. That's that whole uh, genuine contribution pillar. It stares at you, stares at you every day. Um, how about, uh, are you going to Miami for the event? I'm assuming the, the yes. GoBundance event? I'll be there. I'll be there. Yes. Will, will that be your first or were you in Park City? Did I miss you there? I was in Park City. And I, I saw you for, for a brief moment at a distance. I went to say hi. And in the end, but I had also my wife and my kids there at the same time. But I was in Park City and uh, I'll be there in Miami. Actually, How my is- entire GoPod will be here. Oh, nice, man. How is it with your, like, I brought my wife and kids to events. What was that experience like for you having them there? Recommend it? Don't recommend it? What did you, what did you take from that? So I I had them come later. So I think they came on Thursday and the events went through until uh, Friday. Mm -hmm. I, for me, it was something very special. I I've been skiing with my parents since I was four years old and it was the first time that I skied with my kid. That to me was magical. So I mean, it's nice to stay focused on the events, but I don't think because my family was there, I didn't, uh, I didn't take. I mean, enjoy the events uh, as much. So I, I, I mixed the two. I obviously I couldn't do everything, but even doing seventy percent of it, I thought it was extremely valuable. Yeah, I always say for for, for I feel like families come. I'm, there, there were a lot of fa- guys that families there, wives, kids, all that stuff. Um, I always say like if you can make the first event maybe too solo. Like just so you don't have that feeling of like I got to get back and see, but you brought your wife and kids in late in the week, which is great. Um, but man, I, I we went to Steamboat together and we stayed an extra week there because my wife ran a a, a trail run, a uphill trail run. <laughs> She's insane, but um, uh, but yeah, it was awesome. Like there were so many other women there. My wife's my wife's in the Go Wives group, so she knows uh, a lot of the women from that. So it wasn't like a first time meeting. It was like catching up. And our kids were playing with other kids who they had met through different fan bundle stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it is cool as you grow in the community to have the the family kind of participate to the extent they want to. Um, it's a lot of fun. All right, let's dive into the GoBundance card game to wrap up our interview. And the question is, what bucket list item are you excited to cross? Blah, excited to cross off next? Uh, <laughs> bucket right. list item you're going to cross off next. I mean, we're big on travel. Let me just pull it up. Got your bucket list items on your one sheet? Yes, sir. So... <laughs> Well, I crossed one off already, which was to, to ski with my kid. I want to go surfing in Costa Rica, travel with parents. And then, yeah, yeah we're going to be traveling very soon um, to visit the parents. But we, my wife and I will travel to, to, to Europe. We love traveling to Greece. And we're spending three to four weeks in between Morocco and, and Europe. And, you can do uh, that now. Break. It's the first. Well, yeah, exactly. It's the first vacation where I, I don't have a job, yeah. so I will be a little bit more disconnected than than normal. But at the same time, I'll, I'll support the team and and and, and helps uh, the business uh, move forward. But it's a very unique experience uh, doing it as an entrepreneur. So I would say that that's the one that I'm most excited about at the moment. Isn't that amazing? And your kids get that experience, especially your older one, right? Where they're they're going to have this memory forever and. Yeah, why do we wait till they're 18 or 16 and then rush for the last two years? Like that's just that was one of the things in my mind. Like I, I heard so many guys say that, like, man, my kids are two years away from and then what do they say? You spend 90% of your time with your kids before 18. So yeah. 
you from know? the family board. Yeah, that to me is probably one of my biggest drivers for leaving the, the W2, spending time with the kids and quality time. My son, when he was, he traveled as soon as he was allowed to travel. And by the, the first son, by the time he reached two years old, I think he had traveled to 14 countries. Uh, yeah. So we value building these experiences. And I, I think that's the, the one lasting thing that you don't want to uh, compromise on. So definitely we're traveling with them and we look forward to building your experiences. Man, that's incredible. Good for you. Good for you. That's going to be an amazing adventure. And I just, I love the whole story. And if you need anything from me, you know, a, a, a chapter ahead on being out a few more months than you are from the job is about, is about all. Um, so if I can help you in any way, please let me know. But where can folks learn more about you, your businesses, anything you want to direct them to? Any social my, handles, whatever it is. My website's jmkpropertyinvestment.com, jmkre.com, jmkcontractor.com. And uh, obviously, uh, you can find me uh, in the GoBundance Facebook group. I'm available on Facebook. Uh, my email, uh, medi at jmkpropertyinvestment.com. Anything I can help with. You know, uh, one of the things I need to work on is, is giving back more. So if, if there's anything I can help with, please don't hesitate to, to reach out. Uh, I'm, I'm available and I look to hear it. I, I like to hear about other people's stories and see how I can contribute. So, and thank you, Jamie, so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed talking to you. Ah, this is cool, man. I love hearing stories like yours. It's, it's inspiring and amazing. And it, it makes just a reflecting and talking about with another guy who left his W2. I mean, this, this is like therapy for me, right? Like I get to, <laughs> I get to be here, you know, present with this. This is that average of the five people. So Matt, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for doing this. And uh, I'll see you in Miami. Thank you. See you soon. That's it for this episode, but be sure you subscribe for future episodes. Give us a rating and review as well. It just helps us grow the podcast, grow the reach, and give as much value as we can to you on a week-to-week basis. Be sure to go over and check out GoBundance.com while you're at it. Check out Emerge if you're a future millionaire, our elite division if you're in that one to $5 million range, or our champion division at $5 million plus. Or on the women's side, GoBundance Women is available for all of you to join an amazing group of millionaire entrepreneurial women. And if you haven't already, jump on tribeofmillionaires.com and order the book that is the namesake of this podcast. And you'll learn all about what this whole GoBundance thing is, what masterminds are about, and the power of community, accountability, connection, and all of that as you pursue your goals. Thanks for listening again. We'll talk to you soon.